Hello, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning, because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. I'm so excited to talk to you today about nothing else but empowerment with Brenda Winkle. Welcome, Brenda. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. I am too. Um, And before we dive in, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners, tell them a little bit about who you are, the kind of work that you do. And then I'd also love to hear you say a little bit about what empowerment means to you on a personal level. Oh, well, I love this question. Um, So I spent 26 years in the public schools as a music educator, teaching all levels of students. And in 2015, uh, I opened up my company now, which is called Brenda Winkle Empowerment. And I do coaching and healing one-on-one in group, group sessions, and then also courses. And I stepped into this role full time in August of this year when I let my teaching position go. And so I'm just embracing this as a full time passion and purpose for the second month, which feels so wonderful. And so I'm bringing in my training as an energy healer and my training as a coach and my training as an educational professional i have a master's degree in educational leadership and so i understand how to create leadership in ourselves and it all begins with self leadership right mm-hmm. uh, where we have to lead ourselves and so that kind of leads me to the empowerment question empowerment is claiming the power that is ours and mm-hmm. so in my company brenda winkle empowerment i give you the skills and structures and tips and tricks to step into your own empowerment. Yeah. I love that answer too, because I can just picture you holding out your hand with the tools, but it really takes the other person to pick up the tools and use them because you Mm -hmm. can't do that for them. Mm -hmm. hundred percent. Absolutely. And I even say I can't empower someone else. Yeah. Because empowerment comes from within. Mm -hmm. So I represent the possibility of empowerment, Mm -hmm. but it really is an inside job. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time in your life when you felt disempowered or like you were looking outside of yourself for someone to give you power? Oh, absolutely. I was... So I I could say yes and give you a hundred examples, but the biggest example was I was in an abusive marriage until 2007. And I literally gave away every ounce of personal power that I had inside that relationship. And that's really common in abusive relationships. And it is sort of one step at a time where you give away slash lose slash it's taken away your personal power. And it was through the help of some friends that, I realized I had a problem and I, I say I needed help to realize I had a problem. I knew it was unhappy. I knew that I didn't feel good a lot of the time, but I had convinced myself that this was just a normal part of being marriage. 
or being married, that it was just, you know, ups and downs. And we just had to happen to have a lot of downs and maybe, maybe one day it would turn into ups. And I had two people in the course of a week say, you need professional help. Two people who had no knowledge of each other and were not working in the same space with me or the same capacity say you need professional help. And I, I did not receive that. I respected them so much that I went out to prove them wrong. So I respected them enough that I was going to go get the help, but my intent was not to actually get help. My intent was to say, I'm going to show you how wrong you are, how much help I don't need. Mm -hmm. And so I went to a counselor's office and I just said, my friends say I need professional help. So here I am. And I didn't try to withhold anything. I, but I also didn't like say my deepest and darkest secrets because it was the first time meeting this person. And at the end of the session, she closed her notebook. I didn't know what had what had been written inside of it, but I knew she was writing. She closed her notebook and she said, you need an exit plan. Mm. And I said, Oh, I, I feel scared right now. I don't know what that is, but it seems serious. And so she said, well, it, it's where you make sure that somebody knows where you are 24 seven. You have your car keys probably underneath your pillow. Your car is parked so that you can face forward out of the driveway. So you can go if you need to, like you, you're in trouble. You need an exit plan. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I got really scared, got in the car and I'm, my mind is whirling and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my friends were right. I really do need help, but now I need a different kind of help than I thought I did. And this is scary wait a minute. I bet she's wrong. <laughs> I bet she misunderstood it. So I pulled over and I called the national domestic violence hotline. And I said, I have two friends who told me I needed help. I have this counselor who told me I need an exit plan. I'm feeling like I don't quite agree and understand. And then they asked me some questions and the questions that they asked me didn't feel like I was over revealing something. They was just, I was just answering questions about my daily life. And this person on the other side of the phone said, you need an exit plan. Wow. And so I was now really scared and feeling like, okay, I don't quite know what to do because this feels really, really scary. It feels like too much. And part of the hallmark of abuse is the gaslighting that is present where you know that there is a problem. And then when you bring the problem to the person who is abusing, there's, there's this gaslighting that happens. Like you misunderstood, you're taking it too seriously. You're too sensitive. That's not how it happened. Those kind of things. And so I went home with that kind of sick feeling in my stomach and was rolling it over and didn't still quite know what to do. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll prove to everyone that it's either okay or not okay. Mm -hmm. So I went to one of the big box stores and got a little digital recorder and I put it in my bra and I wore it in, during every conversation I had for two weeks. And then while my ex-husband was out of the house, I would listen mm -hmm. to the recordings and sure enough, it was all right there. Mm -hmm. And it is so interesting how we can tell ourselves a story about, oh, it's just dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And we can make it mean something when the truth is staring us right in the face, but we don't want to see it. So yes, I felt completely disempowered, literally didn't know what to do. Didn't know, you know, by that time I had given up my teaching job 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't the breadwinner. I didn't have access to money. And so I chose to leave with $400, two suitcases and a five-year-old. And we moved into a domestic violence shelter. And there um, I was feeling really scared about you know, how am I going to get to this new job I just got and all these things. Someone gave me a car. Mm. Two months later, they furnished my house. My Mary Kay sisterhood completely furnished my house. Mm. And so it was like these little people, these little, and I say little, I don't want to minimize them, but they were like little times that someone would believe in me. that I started to believe in myself. And then there was always a moment that they would breathe belief in me. And then it would be up to me to take the action. Yeah. And so that piece is really important. Someone believes belief in you and then you take the action. So someone gave me a car, but that meant I needed to find a way to pay for gas. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so there's all these little ways that we can, we can step into our own personal power. And sometimes they'll feel like big ways, like speaking on a stage or starting a business or starting a podcast, or sometimes they'll feel like little ways where it's saying, I don't like roast beef and I don't want to eat that. Both are important. Yeah. So what's standing out to me about what you're saying is these women in your life who I would call them believing mirrors, who it takes a lot of bravery to say that to someone who they Mm -hmm. love and care about and know might not take it very well. Mm -hmm. What do you think it was for you that you were able to create that type of intimacy in a friendship? Well, I think that, that to their credit, they created a sense of safety and they listened and i had never heard from any of them any concern or micromanaging or auto advice giving so that when they said to me hey there's a problem i listened if they would have been auto advice givers i might not have listened because Mm -hmm. there would have been too much always coming at me but because these women were not prone to the auto advice giving when they said, Hey, there's a problem. It was new. It was different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's two things there, the sense of safety and the listening and the reciprocal kinds of friendships, and then only stepping in either when asked or when you see something that really needs attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those listening, Maybe they have a friend who is in some type of danger, doesn't have to be the same type, or maybe they themselves uh, have friends who are saying, look, this isn't right. You need to do something without giving advice. Would you just speak to your past self and tell her what you know now, not just about your experience, but about empowerment and talk to these listeners and give them a Give them a glimpse into what a potential light-filled future could be. Absolutely. And so there's two questions here. One question is, what do you do if you want to support someone you see in trouble? And how can you reach for the next thing, right? And so I, I think the important thing to recognize when you're reaching for the next right thing is, 
it's going to be something small and it's going to feel really good. And so when you follow that curiosity of something that feels really good, whether it's a conversation with a friend, like you just, every time you go for a walk with this friend, you feel really good. Do more of that. Because what I didn't tell you is that there was this whole nine months proceeding up to this one week where these Mary Kay women were breathing belief into me. Mm. and building friendships and sharing experiences. And so I think that being willing to put ourselves in situations that feel good, yeah, allowing ourselves to feel good and be in community is where it all starts. Because when we're in a good feeling state, we are <clears throat> able to get the clear downloads we're able to listen to our friends and then we're attracting what we want into our lives. If we're not in a feeling good state, we are not attracting what we want full mm -hmm. stop. Mm -hmm. And so however small moments you can start building in that feel really good, whether it's dancing it out for a three and a half minute song or going for an hour long walk or whatever it is, that's so, so, so important. And so baby steps for the person who thinks that they might need to make some changes and the next steps will be clear. Yeah. And if you are in a situation that is not safe, probably you can't do this alone. Yeah. You need to reach out for help. Um, I do not offer any crisis care mm. because I'm just not equipped to do that, but there are a lot of organizations that do <clears throat> one of them being the domestic violence hotline, which you can go to at the hotline.org. And the, there's the phone number right there. Just be aware that computers can be traced. And so you want to make sure that if you're in a situation that's dangerous, that you are going to a safe computer because you can never completely erase the history on your phone or your computer if you have someone that's watching it. So that might look like you go to a library mm -hmm. or you ask a friend can I borrow your phone for a minute and look it up on their phone? And if, if you don't have a friend, then the library is a great option. Mm -hmm. Or um, even, you know, like hotels have business centers. Yeah. You can go to lots of different things. And so not trying to do it alone, getting professional help, getting the resources um, in place is, is really important. Mm -hmm. And, and we'll then put those resources in the show notes as well. Okay. That would be lovely. Yeah. And then if you are a friend of someone or a loved one of someone who you think is in trouble, the most important thing you can do is to hold space for them. Mm -hmm. Our human instinct is going to be to want to jump in and fix it. And what will happen if you try to jump in and fix it before the person is ready to take any action is they will pull away from you mm -hmm. and they will shut you down and shut down completely. And then you might lose that contact. And <clears throat> as much as it seems illogical to a person who's watching someone be hurt, the person who's being hurt will not leave until they're good and ready. And there's no way to predict when that will be. And there's no way to control when that will be. You just love them through it. And I, I know that that is difficult to do, mm -hmm. but it's important. It's an important step. And then, you know, you can also be a listening ear. And the more that, again, with the auto advice giving, the more you can just listen and hold space and ask questions like, what do you think you should do? Mm -hmm. How does that feel to you? Yeah. Asking questions, I think is really key. 
So speaking of questions, this one, this next one might be a doozy and it's about fear. And because I heard you say, once you heard these two different people talk to you about having an exit strategy, you felt fearful and you felt afraid. And I imagine you also felt fearful and afraid in an abusive marriage. So what is it about fear and how do we know when it's a fear that we need to conquer and move beyond the fear and when it's a fear and we need to listen to our body and not go down that dark alley? Oh, this is such a good question. So there's, there's going to be different kinds of, of fears that we have. If you're walking down an alley and you feel a ping of fear, oftentimes it's going to be visceral, Mm -hmm. like visceral fear means it's coming from our visceral organs Mm -hmm. in your stomach, which is where your solar plexus chakra lives. Oftentimes you'll feel it there. And when you get those flashes of fear, this person's not safe. This road's not safe. Listen to that always 100% of the time, you may never know the reason that you actually felt that fear and you don't need to know Mm -hmm. the reason you just trust it, trust that there is some kind of pattern that either your subconscious or your guides or something has cued in on and trust that to walk away. Mm -hmm. So that kind of fear is one type of fear that keeps us really safe. There's another kind of fear that is a somatically stored fear that we store in our bodies and it might be replaying past experiences. And so it's always worth asking yourself if you're in that state, and this is not going to be a flash of fear. This is going to be, I am afraid and I've been afraid all day kind of a fear. Hmm. Ask yourself, have I felt this way before? Mm-hmm to see if there's a, something that, that might be present for you. Sometimes we remember that stuff and sometimes we don't. And if you're living in that state, it would be worth working with a healer or a somatic coach or a breathwork facilitator or something to try and release whatever that is in your body. So that's a, that's the second type of fear. And then, then there's actually the third type, which is the fearful thinking that we get into when we're in our ego self. Now, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being an ego. We need the ego to, to function on the planet. I mean, we, mm-hmm. that's kind of our physical self, kind of a ego. Um, we all have one. Yeah. We all have one. And the ego self is the thing that keeps talking, 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 talking to us. The higher self is the being part of us. Mm-hmm. And so when we can connect our inner self to our physical self, that's what we call alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's when the chatter stops. So if you are in a fearful state and you're going to know you're in a fearful state because of the thoughts, it's going to be like thinking, 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 overthinking, thinking some more, that kind of fearful state. The best thing to do is disrupt Mm -hmm. the thinking, disrupt it by making a change to your environment. So maybe that looks like taking a walk outside or putting on a song and dancing it out because sometimes we just need a shift some way to shock the system into, Hey, wait, this is not real fear. This is just my ego-based fear. And I'm going to tune into my higher self, my higher guidance. And now I don't feel that same sense of fear when you're dropped in, but oftentimes 
especially if you're living a life that has a lot of fear right now, Mm -hmm. it'll take a disruptor to shift out of that fear. And that's okay. Um, I have a playlist. I'm happy to share. It's on Apple. Mm -hmm. It's called high vibes. And it is my go-to playlist if I need a disruptor and it just feels so good. And I have it on YouTube also because I just, not everybody has Apple music, but Mm -hmm. um, I am unapologetic about putting a song on from that playlist. And so the people that know me well know that if they hear about Tam Time by Lizzo, I'm working through something. Hmm. And then if I'm singing along with it, I've worked through it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And maybe it would be a nice idea for, uh, for us to make our own lists, not just playlists, but also lists of disruptors. I actually have a free guide and PDF mm. cheat sheet that I'd love to give your listeners. That would be wonderful. So um, I will give you the link, but you can just go to my website, brendawinkle.com forward slash feel better fast. Yes. When we're in an activated state, whether it's fear or anger or sadness or loneliness, it is almost impossible for us to remember the things that we like. Mm-hmm. Like it feels out of reach. And so this is a PDF guide. You can either download it and then save it on your device. It's fully editable, or you can print it. It's really pretty. So if you like pretty printed things, you can print it. It's got great color. And so when you're in a non-activated state, you can list out the things I guide you through the senses, why triggering these sense kind of somatic things help to shift. And then it gives you a chance to create a sheet of your own that is your favorites of all the five senses. I love that. I can't wait to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. And then what, what does this have to do with empowerment? When we move from fear to empowerment, what's that line like? And do they have a relationship, fear and empowerment? Absolutely. They have a relationship because when we are willing to address our fear, whether that means listening to it, or shifting it, or thinking through it and choosing love instead of the fear, we are stepping into our personal power. When we allow fear to run the show, fear runs the show Mm -hmm. and it takes us down some really dark alleyways. Yeah. So it's absolutely linked to personal empowerment when we are willing to feel better and shift out of fear. And all it takes is that willingness. And so even if you can't remember to like download the list or do the list, if you can just remember, I choose to see love in this, Mm. it instantly shifts. And I put a reminder in my phone every day. I have several reminders. And one of them is I choose to see love in this. So it just pops up at noon every day. No matter what I'm doing, I stop, I look at that reminder and I'm like, yeah. I choose to see love in this. So part of my practice is I scaffold it for myself Mm -hmm. so that I have constant reminders and touchstones that this is how I choose to live. This is how I want to be in the world. And so I don't leave it until I'm feeling bad to feel good. I just continue to scaffold and add upon and create new ways to feel good. And the first step is just the first step. The first of yeah. you don't have to leap yeah. to the very end. You don't have to leap to no. ultimate empowerment. Yeah. Nope. You can just step. decide to feel better right now. Yep. That's a really good step. 
Yeah. Just to feel better right now. Yeah. Oh, this has been so wonderful, Brenda. Thank you so much. I'm just wondering if there's any last things you want to make sure that our listeners hear from you. Oh, Isabel, thank you for having me. Um, I was just so touched when we met in a breakout room in one of our coaching calls and just felt such resonance to you. And um, I just love the work that you are doing in the world. It's so important for moms to feel empowered because it feels sometimes like we give away everything to our kids. And so the work that you're doing can remind remind us that it's it's bigger than that. So thank you for doing that. You know, um, I have a podcast, it's called waves of joy, and it's rooted in the belief that we can all find joy in the ups and downs of our daily life. And so I'd invite people to come check that out, take a listen. And I have a website, it's brandawinkle.com and whatever I'm working on at the moment is there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on social media, Instagram at brendawinkle.com. Um, TikTok. I just started TikTok like two wow. months ago and I'm having fun. Um, now I kind of get what all the hype is about and I'm on there. <laughs> I think it's Brenda Winkle 111 or something like that. Oh, that's so wonderful. Okay. One question I like to ask all of my guests is what is one empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take when Ooh. they finish listening? Okay. I would invite you to place both hands on your heart. And just close your eyes and allow your breathing to settle. And just imagine that you're breathing in through your heart and out through your heart. And take two more breaths in and out through your heart. And ask yourself, what do I need today? And when you get that answer, go do it. So good. Thank you again. That's all for today. I'll see you on the next episode of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. Wow, what an amazing interview with Brenda Winkle. Here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you.